welcome, 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 welcome. This is live episode of Fret Talk. It is it it will be number one six seven when you listen to it on the podcast. I couldn't tell you what episodes of live cast it is. Um but it is a special today. We are going to be talking about um something which has been been released recently. Um but before we do that, let's introduce our people. We have got Lee Say hi Lee. Hello, welcome. Hi, yeah. Hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we have also got Phil from Dyer. There we go. <laughs> welcome, oh. Phil. How are you doing? I've, I've, I've got like hair in my mouth. I've just had a haircut and I'm pulling hair out of my mouth. If anyone's wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> right. So um, let, let's give a big uh, warm welcome to Phil. He is um, a member of Pedalboard to Doom, has been for ages and ages and ages. And um, he is a, an extraordinary guitar player. And um, with the launch of the Boss 100 Core, they did their official uh, video, which they always do. And Phil was in it. So, Phil, do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself, mate? Yeah, uh, I'll do the CGI version of <laughs> the video. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit cool watching that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a session guitar player uh, based out of Liverpool, in, in obviously UK. Um, play with loads of different styles of bands, uh, from neo-soul all the way through to death metal. Still playing a death metal outfit called Oceanus. Yeah, really? Releasing tracks every, yeah, yeah, we release a track every two months religiously. We've started this year. It, it's, it's all on Spotify and all, all good streaming platforms and Deezer, as we like to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, still doing that. And then I've got my own solo stuff, which I, I released something. But the first, the first of a lot of tracks, um, in in july so it's yeah it's a busy time next year i've got 12 tracks to release so that will that will keep me busy um one a month nice i i, I didn't know you did like the death metal stuff and all that sort of thing it's um because your playing is so uh it's so like instrumentalist sort of um like along lines of satriani and viany sort of things and yeah i just didn't kind of picture you in, in that yeah it's it's weird it's like um I've been I've been in the same band for ten years now. Um, it's same lineup. It's same guys. We've been I don't know. We, we it's just one of those things that I really enjoy doing, and I think it technically keeps me like quite sharp as well because it's so technically demanding that it's good to kind of um, even if I don't get a chance to practice, the material itself gives me a, a, an excuse to keep keep me me chops up, so I never feel like I'm falling behind or becoming um, sloppy. I mean, I can I can get sloppy. Don't worry. <laughs> it's uh, it's more than more than possible. But I think if it stops, you know, the edge being taken off a lot, so I can still kind of play uh, to a reasonable standard as long as I'm playing that material. It's it's the rhythm side of things, isn't it? Because it's so fast, uh, and you kind of like have to you got the stops and all these sort of things, and you have to like really be on the ball. Yeah, so, so many time signature changes and things like that. There's just being aware of yeah. where things move and things are so it's, it's quite good yeah it keeps me keeps me sharp as i say it's like mentally sharp knowing where i am in the in the piece so i want to uh, say to the guys listening like um 
we, we've obviously got a lot to talk about with the core, but there's um, we're going to have questions ourselves. Like uh, Phil's going to tell us some of the questions he would have had with it and questions we, we've got. To, but I want the um, listeners to put your questions about it um, to, to us as well. So because Phil's got it right here, he's got it to hand. He can show you now. Um, hit dance, my pup. Hit dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can see um, that's the uh, core there. Nice. It will be. No, that's your place. There we go. It is shiny and new and with the best presets on it. <laughs> Phil Lee, is that? Yeah. <laughs> I spelled your surname wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they knew it. It's okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, what? what's your um, first thing about it that you, you, you really like? Like, what's your main thing about this? Is it the portability or the fact that it's an all-in-one sort of um, uh, solution? Um, I, I would probably say it's the fact that it's a full unit scaled down into this form factor. I, I think from reading reading the comments I've seen on YouTube and a lot of other places, I think people have misunderstood and thought that this is a cut-down version of the unit. It, it's not. It, it, it's the full GT1000. Yeah. It's got everything that the GT1000 has. I think the only real difference in this is the... The actual physical, um, the amount of buttons that you have, for, yeah. uh, you know, to control it, and the mid, the, the XLR outs and the, and the MIDI is slightly different. So, I, you know, I, I would say that it's definitely portability and the flexibility of it. I've been, I've had this for a while now, so I've had the a chance to play around with it. So I can, you know, I can attest to the fact that the, the patch switching is so quick, and the MIDI's the MIDI's phenomenal on it. So it's. It's really customizable. So I've tried it with the AS8. I've tried it with the AS5. Um, I've tried it with a couple of different. Uh, I've got one of the um, not more style, the white onion. That's it. Uh, the DMF2. Plug that into it to do patch changes. It, it's just got so many different uses and applications. Can I pick you up on those two so, points then? Um, just yeah. to evolve on them a little bit more. So when you said the the MIDI is different. Um, you, I, I thought you just meant that it's TRS rather than like a, a full MIDI in, but you're talking about how you use the MIDI, like the capability of the MIDI. No, no, like the the, the MIDI itself, the the the, um, yeah. the TRS MIDI rather than five pin. So that's that's the only. It's but like like the two hundreds more more so than anything else. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've had a chance to kind of get get around that, and because um, I, I've got uh, you know the B MIDI. Cable, which is the five pin to TRS. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I think that's essential to have. Otherwise, you need to get the um, you, you'll need to get like a converter box. Leave, so just kind of adapting to that. Leave it or not, I, I cut and splice my own ones of them. <laughs> yeah, I just got a TRS cable and worked out which pins it was, and I soldered it all up together. You're a braver band it's than I. Proper pikey, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, we've got a comment in the uh, in the comment section from. From Stuart Tate, believe it or not, uh, saying, did they let you take it home or did you have to hide it under your coat? Uh, I, I took it under my coat and um, I left all the cars on bricks as well. <laughs> <laughs> as any good scouter does. Oh dear, brilliant! Right, I'm, I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play with the devil's avocado here, um, and I'm, I'm going to come from the uh, come from the angle of not knowing anything about this unit. Um, so explain it, explain this unit to me as, as you would to like a five-year-old. And you're not too far off the point there. 
okay, to, to kind of explain it in its simplest form, this is a fully function, fully functioned amp modeler effects unit. Cab, you know, it's got cab loading facility in it. Um, you can run twenty four effects simultaneously. And um, when when you talk about effects in this, when we say twenty four, the amp blocks are classed as an effect. So where people have been moaning, why would I ever want to use 24 effects? That's ridiculous. If you want to use dual amps, then obviously you're going to use two of those out the gate. So it, yeah. that, that's where you'd be using that. Um, this is the full GT1000 scaled down into a smaller form factor pedal. So the kind of idea with this is you could use it in one of two ways. You can use it to augment your existing rig. So if you've got um, an analog pedal board, be it MIDI control switcher or without, this can integrate. So if you, if for you know, if you have an ES8 or something perfect or a gig rig G2, this can integrate. So it can be all your effects, your delays, reverbs, um, all your um, uh, what you call modulations as well. So it's got algorithms from all of the three. Um, 500 series, the DD, the RV, and the MD. So it's got all of the, well, most of those, I'll, I'll not say all of them, um, it's got most of those algorithms built in, so there's a lot you can do with it. It's also got two effects loops, which means that not only could you use it to go seven cable method and channel control <laughs> to individual amps, So whereas, whereas a lot of the, these kind of units have an effects loop in, which you yeah, can yeah. run an amp spring amp into, this has got two, so you can run two independently and out them independently as well, which yeah. means that you could, so like, for instance, I use uh, a Victory V130 and a Super Kraken, and sometimes it's a, it's a compromise of which preamp I'm going to use. I have to use one preamp and then power, use the other power amp or the other amp. This allows me to use both, power, uh, both preamps and both power amps. It's also got ground lift options, which means that I can I don't get any ground issues between the two amps, even if I'm running in seven cable method, which is ridiculous when you consider how how difficult that is. If you've ever ran a, like a wet dry or a dual amp setup, so this is quite you know quite a big point of it. And the effect loops also mean that you can put pedals in that effects chain as well. So if you want same okay. yes. By one and stuff. Very cool. I, want, I want to run past you how I'm thinking about running it because I've got one on the way. Okay. Um, so I've got the ES8, I've got the Victory Duchess pedalboard amp, and I've got my DSL 100. Okay, so I'm running it in stereo at the moment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the GT core into one of my loops. I'm not going to lose one of my loops because it's got the two loops on it anyway. So I'm obviously um, just. Get, I'm actually gaining a loop by putting it into one of the loops of the GT uh, of the ES8, and I'm going to run that because it's got two ins, two outs on the core, hasn't it? So you've got stereo ins, stereo outs plus the two loops. One of these, one of the outs is going to go down. Yeah, so one of the outs is going to go down into back into the ES8, but one of them is going to go directly out to another cab. And I'm going to run that as my dry. So I'm going to have wet, dry, wet. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's, that's that, yes. what I'm thinking. I don't know if it's going to work like that. <laughs> you, can, you can definitely configure it like that. I, I, I see a lot of people using this where they will take two amps, loop the, loop the core into the volume loop of the ES8, and then use the two external loops of the 
the GT to the preamps of two separate amplifiers and use it that way. So then you've got the ability to flip-flop between two different amplifiers within a loop. And you can Did you say put it into the, vol into the volume? Yeah, you can put, yeah, put it in the volume insert then. And then you can move it anywhere into the chain. And that way then you've got the two preamps of the, the real amps actually in the effects loops of the, the core. And then you can move them around. Anyway, you, want... you could turn effects on and off. Yeah, you could turn effects on and off before those the loops in the, the core, on mm. the core via MIDI. So they'd still be before them in the ES8. And then you've got obviously loop seven and eight, whatever you want after that, it's still in the chain. But it's it's quite quite flexible in terms of what it's got there. I think you've you probably there's a lot to play with on it. Yeah. Uh, the the external control on it as well. You know, obviously that's that's redundant if you've got MIDI into it. But um, just for patching up and down, it, there's so again the flexibility of it is ridiculous. It is whatever you want to make it. <laughs> yeah, because you can run uh, an ex expression pedal into the ES8, and then from the ES8 you can you can send it out to multiple pedals. So you can send it out to the core as well as other pedals, and then you can just choose on your patch which uh, which pedal the expression pedal is, is controlling or, or expressing, if you like. So yeah. that's how I'm probably going to do that: is just have it on one of the um, one of those control outs onto there. Oh. I've also got this um, thing from Bright Onion Pedals to turn one of my loops into four loops. So I'm going to have an ES13, I guess. <laughs> it's mad. It might even be more than that, because if you get the four loops from it, so you get the four loops, so you've got, effectively, you've got an ES12, and then you've got two loops on that. So, yeah, mm. it's a, yeah, it's an ES14 by that point. <laughs> yeah, if you run it into the volume. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ooh. <laughs> really right. cool. There's a few a few things I want to kind of loop back to. Um, but again, hitting the comments, again with Stuart Tate, asking, can you run 24 phases? Because you've got 24 blocks. No. Because you have to have the amps, don't you? Do you have to have the amps? No, you don't, do you? No, if, if, no, you just, if you're going straight in, straight out, you could have 24 blocks of just phases, couldn't you? Um, no, not 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 effectively. Let me have a look on the effects menu there. So the way it's set up, there are specific blocks for for each mm. thing. So let me just see if you can see this. Okay. So this is the effects chain, and there are predefined effects in that effects chain. So okay, so like, uh, say because yeah. I'm I'm trying to think about this in terms of like what I've got available on the HX stump, um, because I can then kind of visualize it so within the hx stump there's a something that comes before the blocks which gives you like a uh a, a global eq and like a like a noise gate is that is that a similar thing that's yeah there's there's like global eq and that, that kind of that side of thing this differs from the the hx stump and that because obviously the advert would have been hilariously 24 metal zones which was what everyone wanted you know, just to, let's see what 20, 24 metal zone sounds like in stereo. Um, but no, like the way it's the way it's signed up, the way it's set up, you have specific effects. So in this, you've got like a pre-effect, which would be a wah or, you know, you can have a volume or some kind of, you know, pitch bend, pedal bend. And then there's a compressor block, um, an yeah. EQ block, and, and then you have effects blocks. So there's effects, um, I think there's up to four effects, oh, three effects blocks, sorry. Yeah. Um, so they can be your phases and your... Yeah, uh, yeah. Stop boxes, yeah. Yeah. Right. I've just found a photo of the uh, of the app 
So I'm just going to bring it on here because I think it will give us a little bit more clarity on that. Yeah, that's yeah. So that that's the way it's predefined. So you can see that you've got stuff like rather than have it like just phases, all of the ones that are classed as FX are ones that are, can be a chorus or um, you know potentially any kind of modulation effect. And that is the purple ones that you can see on there. Okay, Correct, yeah. so so how many phases could we have on at, at one given time? Four. Three. Uh, Three? Oh, yes, because this one's uh, like a. Oh, that middle one, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like a war. Okay. But there's nothing saying that you couldn't have, like, uh, within loop one and loop two, you could have outboard phases. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to use loop one and loop two, you could effectively have five phases. There you go. And if, uh, you, if you get the MD, if you get the MD five hundred in there, or the uh, the MD two hundred, you could probably because I think the MD five hundred can do two different phases at the same time. So <laughs> potentially, if you had two MD five hundreds and a GT one thousand core, you could run four four phases on the MD and three phases on the core, and that's all the phases you'd ever need. Is um, anyone kind of feeling a bit stupid when we realise what we're actually talking about? Uh, well, <laughs> Stuart's cropped. Yeah, Stuart's cropped. He's cropped back up and, and going as if you're answering my phaser question seriously. Um, but that's what we're here for. We are here for like very thorough journalistic uh, news. I, I will just point out that at all times, I'm, I'm in my little home studio. I have this to hand, which is the blue Antares. This is like my ultimate go-to game, you know, push an amp or colour an amp box, so... Yeah, yeah the answer is... Uh, we, we go on about it pretty much every month, if not, like, twice every month at least, is that the answer is, is absolutely just spot on. Yeah, the, the golden game combos that and the red beard affects red mist. I mean, if you, if you want high gain, there you go, them two together, and you don't need anything else. Indeed. Yeah. I mean... It's it's so it's such a good um, such a good drive pedal that my my go to before the uh, before the Antares was the um, the TC Mojo Mojo um, absolutely love that pedal and now if anyone asks me for a recommendation of a drive it's always the Antares first so yeah I, I've got the original Antares here. Um... If, if. <laughs> this dude's gonna kill me now. <laughs> oh, um, shots fired! <laughs> no, no, the Antares is great. You know, it's it's much better than that because it's got obviously got um, the blend on it as well, uh, and it's a modded version of that sort of thing. So yeah, it's 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 a wicked little pedal. Really, is absolutely great. It, the Brexit is better by <laughs> far. It, it's re- the Brexit is really my my cup. See, it's um, it, I've been saying for for years that's my favourite drive. Absolutely amazing. And and tomorrow you get to hear um Matt's opinion on it as well, because he uh, what on the Brexit? The Brexit, yeah. He received received his before we recorded last cast, and he's uh, yeah, he goes on it about it extensively on tomorrow's <laughs> cast. But okay, rather so, than massaging look, Stuart. Stuart Stu's brought up a good point here. Um, there are other people. Uh, hi, Andy, by the way. Um, yeah, he's, he's brought up a really good point in here, which is like, uh, how many can the uh, HX Stomp do? Now, the, the HX Stomp can do six fa- phases at a time, but it can only do six of anything at a time. Yeah. 
and that's the that is the big downfall of the stomp. I, I was really surprised by the stomp. Now, a lot of people are going to turn around and say, "Look, are you really going to need more than six effects at any one time anyway?" Um, well, yeah, six, maybe six not. But... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, depends, it depends on what what your application yeah. is. I, I will say that there's like the situation. So I I've played theater shows and. I've also played like a couple of production side of things. Uh, on those shows, particularly, you, you need so many sounds, and it might be that you need a rotary on a Fender Twin kind of sound with reverb and delays. And even when you're thinking about it, I'm going to need a compressor. I'm going to need the, the Fender Twin. I'm going to need at least a tube screamer going into that. I'm going to need rotary. I'm going to need reverb. I'm going to need delay. So there's six already. And then if I need to put yeah. anything else in the mix, I'm completely, you know, I'm on a loss for it there. This has the option where I can do the, you know, I can change the channel of the amp as well. So I could, I could effectively go from using a Fender to, you know, twin to, you know, in the same within the same patch, not just, you know, yeah. a different preset. I could change to using a divider to go into using like a a Marshall sound or, you know, a, anything heavier for that. You know, those kind of situations that they're the ones really where you're going to need more than six presets. And, you know, I, I do understand people going, why would you ever need 24 presets? But when you consider your amp as a preset, um, so that's that's one. And if you're going to run stereo, and a lot of, admittedly, a lot of people do run stereo when, if you're in yeah. that environment, if you're running in a digital realm, you know, a noiseless stage, and I've, I've played productions where it is noiseless, they don't want any sound on stage, you know, with the exception of vocals and the drums. You're going you're gonna to need to go digital so most people just go stereo when they go digital because it makes the most sense so they'll go stereo xlr or stereo stereo balanced out so you've got two signal chains and it allows you to have more control over what you do as well if you're if you've got like a blender two amps so straight away you've used two effects so if you're using an hx stomp you've only got four effects left if one of those are reverb one of those are delay what else are you going to use? You know, if you need a pitch yeah. bend, if you need a, a tuner, you need a fade, you need a chord. It's it, it's an open-ended question, really. It, it's kind of what Look, you need it to do. Let's face it, the HX, the, the big ones, uh, they have more than six. Yeah. It's the HX stomp, the, the, the smaller version of it that is limited to six. So, um, you know, Line 6 can't turn around and say, no, you, you don't need more than six when they're putting more than six on the bigger ones. So, that's it, yeah. yeah. I think the, the, the thing there is with the I, I, a friend of mine has a Helix, so I, one of the function bands that I used to play with before everything shut down. Um, the bass player has an Atomic Amplifier 12. Mm. Uh, the other the other guitarist, who's also the singer, he has a Line 6 Helix and I have a GT1000. There's not a bad sound in the room between the three of them. They all sound great. Yeah. It's just whichever whichever device you find the most appealing to you. The, the Helix has obviously the user interface on it is fantastic because you can see the blocks and you can see, you know, I, I want it to be, uh, you know, this uh, and it's color coded, so you can you can straight off the bat see. And I'll, I'll say, yeah, that's that's a, a really great feature of it, and that's great for setting it up. But ninety percent of the time, you're never setting stuff up on the fly. You're going to do it in the editor. Make sure it's yeah. right before you go to the gig and then do the gig. But I know that they can have on the bigger unit any of the blocks can be set to be anything. So if you wanted twenty four clones on it, you could have tw- you know or whatever, however many it supports. You could have that many, yeah. you know. Yeah. But this is you know this is 
different. This is, I suppose, in a, in a way, designed to be a bit more a bit more <laughs> usable in that you yeah. can't just set hundreds of the same thing. It's like, like you've got <laughs> yeah. predefined parameters of what you can and can't have. And, you know, four delays. If you need more than four delays, you're probably going to buy a DD500 anyway to go externally to this or have more delay pedals. This is just for this unit. This this is just a lot of flexibility. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not going to take my DD500 off or, or my OD500. Um, I think the benefit of the OD, uh, sorry, OD500, yeah. OD200. Um, the benefit of that is it's it's part analog, so the the drive sounds on it are going to be slightly better. Um, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you will have the fidelity yeah. in it. You know, to get to kind of go to the drive sounds on this, the biggest thing that I've seen, uh, with, you know, towards comments on YouTube and uh, even with the uh, sorry the uh, the Anderton's post and a couple of other places, Sweetwater posted it, and people were saying, "Oh, yeah," but it sounds like all the other Boss multi effects. And I'm like, "Well, not really specifically because they've put a lot of time and effort into." into getting these sounds right and the, the amp modeling in it there's not a there's not a great deal of amps in it but the ones that are in it are exceptionally well done so there's classic amps in there twins tweeds marshalls and then there's like the boss ones of juggernaut and x high game and they're all really you know they're all really really well done and i, I will say i haven't played two campers i've got an i've got an original axe effect sat behind the um the webcams that you can't see at the moment and this is, you know, arguably, yeah, you know, in terms of fidelity and in terms of the feel, much more realistic. Uh, and I understand that the the whole real amp versus a digital model thing. Yeah, there are, there are differences, but if you're in a situation where you can't take a real amp with you, you want the next best thing, and this is really the next best thing in them situations. So yeah, yeah it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I've directly compared this with an original Axe Effects. Now, if you consider. That was, what, 2008, 2009, the original Axe Effects came out? Yeah. And people were raving on, like, how real this unit sounded. And it yeah. still sounds great, but I, I, it sounds I, arguably better. Have you seen that meme where you've got this guy saying, um, like, oh, this pod, this original Line 6 pod, <laughs> is, 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 like, the, it's just, it sounds just like the real thing. And then you've got him with a Kemper, like, tw- like 20, yeah, 20 years, years later, saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right though. Um, I, uh, firstly, I think the original pods actually hold up a lot stronger than people remember. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, a lot definitely. of it was error. Um, but uh, I was talking to the guys at Boss about the uh, about the amp profiles, and they said when they were modelling them, they didn't just kind of like uh, model the as a whole. They modelled the individual parts of them, and um, they concentrated on how they reacted. So they didn't just um, say, okay, like, this is what the power amp sounds like, this is what the preamp sounds like, this is what the cab, how the cab re- re- responds, like impulse responses and these sort of things. Uh, it was like, okay, like, if I do this and then it hits the preamp and the preamp does that, what does that in turn then do to the power amp? What does that do to the these particular valves? What does it do to those particular valves? And they put a lot a hell of a lot of time into it. And um, you look like you're about to laugh at me. Is this all rubbish? <laughs> no, no, I've just I, I've just seen a message off my paper there, and he's just taking the piss out of me because he's watching this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you, 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 you're spot on in what you say. Right, like it's, okay. it's component level. I think yeah. that, that that makes the difference. It's like how you know when you've got these devices, how do they sound when you like when you compare them to another? You know, you can you could profile an amp. That's that's one thing, but 
to to actually understand how the amp works and why an amp sounds like that. It's yeah. the feel of it. A, a lot of the time, the, the biggest kind of complaint about any of the you know any of the modelers is the feel, and it's yeah, yeah there is a latency, and I, I am the first to notice. Like particularly if you're playing something like um, like if I'm playing, like I've got I don't know if you can see behind me, but I've got my my victory. Oh, no, uh, we, we can't, yes. unfortunately, but uh, we can see a couple box. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you can, yeah. yeah. It's the V130 anyway, so that's, that's sat behind me. And if I'm playing that for a, a great deal of time, I, I, I really notice the, how quick it is in terms of its response and the clean channels. Very, you know, there's no, there's no delay, there's no latency. It's, it's just very immediate, and it's that thing. And, and then if you play a modeler, there's, there's this... Uh, fine level of of latency and everything has it no nothing escapes that kind of yeah you know that that fidelity and i mean it doesn't matter how good the processing is it's yeah. this is exceptionally quick it's and the same as like the neural plugins they're all exceptionally quick but this kind of has that other once you get past that that thing of playing with the amp modeler and, and becoming accustomed with playing it and you get past that then the whole thing of the feel of it it doesn't react you know or you know it doesn't it doesn't give you the kind of feeling that you want from it whereas this does give you more of that feel and i think it's down to the fact that you've got the component level of it right so it you, you get that feeling of sometimes you get that tube saturation or when you really dig into one note for articulation mm. and a modeler will give you it at the same level as the rest of the notes but this kind of really gives you that breakup or where you've kind of you know the power scale inside of an amp because you know yourself amps sound differently depending on how hard you hit them how loud mm. they are this responds differently depending on how you turn the master up in the amp as well so it's not just a case yeah. of it's not volume it's affecting how that that amp model works and i think that, that really says, yeah, says cool. a lot to it if you've never tried that within the actual bigger 1000 try it within this because when you turn the master particularly on the marshall models you can feel the sag come into it and obviously, you've got a sag control as well. But you'll notice that the sag comes up with the unit as well. Mm. And I thought it was something that I was just perceiving that wasn't there. But the more I've dug into it, 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 it is prevalent in the unit, and it feels a lot more, a lot more natural to play. Well, I say natural. It's an electric guitar, distorted sounds, which <laughs> gets. But you know what I mean. In terms yeah, of, yeah. it's like when I say tones organic. That's like the that's like the the worst buzzword in the world. How, how can it be organic? It's an electric electromagnetic pickup it's about as far from organic as it gets but it's that real yeah. sensation of analog analog gear that that's what this gives you well, um so if we were to turn up the uh, master on the amp but turn the overall uh unit down it will still get that feel do you think yes yeah, so yeah, you usually got yeah. like a like a master volume at the end of it i think it's the same mm. uh same on the uh gt core it's got like an overall master volume, which kind of attenuates the signal at the end, isn't it? You've got your master volume for your amp, but you also yeah. have patch level. And patch level is it can be different between patches. And so you have that thing where you've got the whole, do I have the amp louder or the patch level louder? It depends on how you want the device to respond. Do you want that to feel like an amp that's super, super, super cranked? and really going for it or do you yeah. want it to feel like uh, an amp that's quite low and then have the patch level up and it's those kind of things where you've got the ultimate freedom to set it as you want 
So a couple of um, couple of things I want to pick up on there. One is the patch changes. So people are saying, well, Boss is saying this has got the fastest patch changes of any multi-effect switcher ever. Um, uh, I have seen people say, well, hang on a minute. No one's ever complained about the switching time on the HX stump or, or any of the Helix. I but when, I think it's uh, not the case of just going like, you know, patch up yeah. or, hang on, sorry, yeah. you see that? Yeah. yeah. It's not just a case of going like patch up or back down or anything like that. It's It's more a case of, as things change in the unit, you don't notice this latency where stuff goes on and the spillover was brilliant on it because of the DSP in it. Yeah, I was going to say, the carryover, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's really, really cool that. So, like, um, just for people who don't understand that, when, um, so you've got a delay and your delay's going, duh, 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 and you change the patch on a lot of switches, a lot of these, or not switches, multi-effects, when you switch the patch, that ca- that delay will just stop. Well, on this, it will carry on. The reverbs will carry on, so you won't get, like, the, the nice wash just cutting dead when you go into the next patch. just carries on over there, and you're already playing, going from your lead part into your clean part, and you've still got that wash carrying on. Very, very nice. Well, the, um, the, the thing I, I do want to mention about that is I think where you said it's the quickest patch changes, if you've tried like the Helix or the Atomic uh, stuff or, you know, Head Rush yeah. or any of that, when you change it, it does change. And there's, there's not a split second the latency. They all change very quickly. But you'll notice that the effects surrounding your core tone will change as well. So if you change patch and you change a reverb, per se, you'll notice this little blip where algorithmically it's changing the patch so you're not getting the spillover of your kind of last patch the spillover you get in them units is the spillover of your sound getting convertible um and you go to you know, spring yeah and it goes to spring yeah. you'll, you'll you'll notice the algorithm change and obviously it might not be the same for all units so if i'm talking out to turn i apologize it might be different between you know some of the modelers i i haven't you know, I haven't sat and tried them all side by side. So, you know, caveat that I, that's not necessarily, you know, for all of them, but for most of the ones that I've tried, and particularly like the Atomic, because I, I, I have used that unit quite a lot, that does have the the change. And the Mua G200, I think, is, does a similar thing where it, it will change the algorithm as it changes the patch, where this keeps your original sound. So that's where the quick patch changes come in and that's it's noticeable it really is noticeable because it feels produced like when you listen to a record and a part ends and it's normally where you're playing live and you're in the next part and so like you'll you'll change your sounds and that scene changes on a record obviously you can just stop and let the delay trail out this allows you to kind of get that feeling but in in hardware yeah, I, I, some people I know who have got the GT1000 who have said that they're going to order this as well. It's, it's like a, um, uh, a travel option. Not that anyone's <laughs> traveling at the moment. <laughs> but um, the, the, the thing that they... Um, <laughs> I've just seen that comment as well. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the, the thing that they're saying that this is the big seller for them is, is that carryover. Um, it, it's supposed to be so, so good. One of the great things for me as well is this has got a tuner built into it, so I can like ditch my my boss tuner because I'll be having this as well. So that'll be nice. An extra patch, isn't it? So you yeah. are, you are currently being trolled by uh by Adrian Thorpe. Thorpe. Yeah, I know, I love Thorpe. <laughs> I've just seen it then. Just uh, just for the benefit of our our listeners, he's, he said, "I'm sl- so glad there are subtitles for Phil," <laughs> which is fantastic. 
yeah, so, if, anyone, if anyone doesn't know, like uh, I've uh, me and me and Thorpe are particularly good mates anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> and I've like I've got quite a lot of his pedals there, and I've did demos for him at Nam. And Thorpe is my guy; he's the king of pedals in the UK. So yeah, they they're all right, aren't they? Thorpe pedals. They're not bad. Yeah, he's he's done all right there. Yeah, he's not that bad for himself. Um, one one of our listeners has also asked: Will there be a harmonic tremolo? Or will harmonic tremolo be added to the core? Uh, I didn't know it wasn't on there. Um, I don't know if we will have any insights on this, but we might as well ask you, Phil. Do you know? Do you know? Let's have a look. Um, <laughs> effects. Wonder where it will be. Let's have a look and see. Um... While Phil has a look for that, we should say that um, we were saying that there weren't that many um, amp effects on there. They actually they added a load um, a couple of months ago, or about a month ago, something along those lines, um, to the uh, to the course. So it's not to say that they won't add more. The unit has 140 different amps and effects. When you compare that to something like the HX Stomp, that has 300, but a lot of them are going to be the um, old effects come in, so they copied the stuff from like the uh, DL4 Five series, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so um, a lot of them are going to be the same, but not as good as the yeah. ones that are originally in. There's not yeah. a harmonic tremolo on that, but there is a tremolo. So I'm fairly certain that with the tremolo, and I, I imagine that you could probably come up with a combination of it because harmonic tremolo is a pitch thing, isn't it? It's the it, it, Mm. moves the pitch so if you had like a pitch block yeah if you if you set up a pitch block and a tremolo at the same time you'd probably be able to get that if you timed it correctly you'd probably be able to <laughs> yeah. it sounds a lot MacGyver shit this I bet there's a setting in the, in a tremolo to turn it into a harmonic tremolo it wouldn't surprise me if there's something there's something in there to do that yeah so um, that's to John Lohet Lorenz I wish I wouldn't start trying to say people's surnames I'm crap at it I really am <laughs> right okay uh so what else have we got we've got uh, okay one of the big things for me is you, you were saying but yeah. <clears throat> when you're when you're on the fly you don't really want to be changing your patches around and these sort of things well the gt uh core has kind of like answered that a little bit because it gives you the five different um customizable knobs on the front so if yeah. you do want to get down and just like change um like like you would on a normal stomp box you can and you can do that on the fly because every room's different. We all know that, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and you might go down and just turn your SD1 gain up a little bit. But you can do that. You can program it and you can, like, preempt what the bits are that you're going to want to change. And those five different knobs on there, you can go down and change it. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it really it, it depends on what you want to do. So if I go back into it, so just keep myself honest while I've got the units in front of me because I obviously don't want to talk out of turn and say uh, <laughs> that there's, it can do something that it can't. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you can you can set on the front. So in the in the options menu, so if I go out um, and go into the hardware settings, so you literally just go in menu and go into hardware settings on the front, um, there's an unfortunately titled um, menu option called knob. Which is <laughs> the um, the menu option that I'm certainly named after me the knob menu, um, and in there you can change it so you can have so for preamp. So if you're using one of the the preamps off the device, so preamp one, for instance, so say you had that set up as like let's just say like a Fender clean, you know, Fender twin sound, you can do change it so it's the preamp one gain or solo switch or solo level or preamp on or off. 
um, or you've got bass, middle, treble, sag, um, resonance, presence, brightness, the overall level, um, and then you can change it to things like uh, any of the any of the effects built into the unit. So you can, you know, the, the first dial on it, the first knob on it could be turning the noise gate on or off or turn the threshold on, set the release detection. You could go into the EQ and set the, you know, the, the low mid frequency, the low mid, the low mid Q, the low mid gain, whatever you want, really. It's so customizable. There's every option that you have for every effect in the unit can be set on the front panel per patch. Yeah. So if you do they push? Can you are they like buttons as well? Yeah, oh yeah, you can push. So I don't know if you can see this. So this is I've gone into a menu. Yep. Uh, I've got to go over a little bit this way. Yeah, so I've gone into a menu here and you can uh, can't let me left and me right here. (laughs) No, you're perfectly fine, we can see it. See Yeah, so you can go in, so they're all push, push pull. You can go in and change every single facet of everything on it. So if you know particularly that you've got, you know, it might be the level that you want to you want to adjust on the fly, or it might be that you want to adjust the amount of gain that your tube screen has got. You might want to have your delay. Um, it might be your pre-delay that you want, or sorry, your reverb pre-delay that you might want to affect depending on the room you're in. It's quite a lot depending on it. Like I say, every single option for every single pedal is available on the front panel. So I, for me personally, I would just use the amp sims. And I, th- I think by default, it comes with gain, bass, treble, patch level, and the BPM um, to the master BPM for, say, the uh, the delay and any of the other effects built into rotary or slicer. But you could change that and set that to be. So I, I have it set as bass, middle, and treble, like a normal amp, really. I'm, I'm quite... You know, quite classic in that respect. That I'll, I'll want to use it as an amp. So this would kind of go with me on a pedal board, and I'll use this as my amp and my delays and my reverbs and you know anything like that. And I might bring a handful of pedals with me. So I might, you know, as I said before, I might I might take a gunshot with me. I might have the Antares with me. I might, you know, depending on what I'm what application I'm going to be required to play. I'll take a lot of pedals with me and this at the same time and fit it onto a nano board and be mm. able to get all the sounds I want and just treat this as an amp and post effects. So like reverbs and delays and anything like that. So it's that front panel is again, whatever you want it to be. I, I've seen a lot of comments about um, it's not, it's not touchscreen and it's not color. And my kind of response to that is <laughs> yeah. why does it need to be touchscreen? when it'd make the unit bigger this is about form factor and if you're at a gig and you need to be you know messing around with your effects and stuff like that then you're not prepared for the gig that you're playing and you should have done this already it's customizable and that's why you're able to customize the dials it's so flexible and also i don't see the the whole thing of needing a color screen on it because why are you looking at the screen when you perform and anyway 90 percent of the time when you program this you'll do it in the editor and when you look down, you just want to make sure what patch you're on. But I look so down, the, I, yeah, I see that I'm on fill lead. That's all I, I want to look at. I want to see fill rhythm, fill lead as my patches. And if I'm on the wrong one, I press the button and go to the next patch. It's that simple. I don't look at it and go, oh, that's not purple. <laughs> I suppose it's so people can just like get a glimpse and, and they don't have to stare at it longer. I suppose it would add to that. But then, you know, we've dealt with pedals that don't have different color knobs for decades 
know. So yeah, if if you think about it, and have you like have you obviously you know if you've got an iPhone or uh, you know any kind of smartphone and you go out on a sunny day, you have to turn the brightness of that device all the way up, and you just yep. can't see what's going on with it. Whereas this, this has got a brightness adjust on it, and because it's an LED screen, you know even in direct sunlight, you can you can. On an angle, you go, oh, yeah, I can see what that is. So um, the the big unit has Bluetooth on it, doesn't it? Does this it one? Does. No, it, it doesn't. It, it has a, a USB, and it's a mini USB, so it's not... Yeah, um, yeah USB-C. It's not the same as the other one, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not C, it's, it's MIDI on this. Uh, sorry, it's USB mini on this. Okay. Okay. So what, one of the cool things about this is the uh, powering of it. You can power it from a... a I'm led to understand you can power it from a, a normal power brick, but is it AC or DC? Uh, it's DC. It says on the side there that it's uh, DC. Right, cool. Yeah, PSB1U, which I believe is the, the boss power brick, but I, I, it can be powered off a... I think it's someone cocked up one of the press releases because it said AC on it, and I was like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. So No, it's got the, it's got uh, the brick attached cool. to it, so it's got you know, that little... Yeah, that thing. But I have yeah. powered it off a, a standard, um, a standard power connector, and it works fine. So it's it, it is it is possible to power it off that. I think that's is that twelve or nine. So a lot of the a lot of the competition takes stupid amounts of power. This this take this has a draw of uh, I think six hundred and forty milliamps, which is still. Uh, no, 670, 670 milliamps, which is still quite a bit, but nowhere near as, as much as the others. So it's not going to completely drain yeah. your your average power brick. I've powered this off. Um, I have a True, a True Tone CS12. And now some of the outputs on that are rated as, uh, I think they're rated 500? Like 300, I think 300 or 500, something, something around that. Might, might even be in the middle there. But the... It's it's reasonably irrelevant because when you've got the the unit plugged in, it doesn't it doesn't need to um, it, it's not it's not limited by that number. So if you've got to say like say this, it will still power it off that unit so long as the total draw of the of the pedal. Oh, sorry, the total draw of the brick is not as high as something going into it, so it, it can still power. A, a unit like this yeah so some of the videos i've watched on it um people have been saying that it's um partially down to it not having a touch screen and a color screen that allows it to be powered so easily um yeah uh, so, well, that's it that's kind of one of the benefits of it so you, you've got that option trade, there. isn't it yeah yeah it's like it just makes it pedal board friendly and for me that's that's kind of the biggest thing 90 percent yeah. of the time that if you think of you know if you're playing a gig down the dog and duck you know, when when gigs open again, and you want something that will do everything, this is great. But if you're talking about like a, a prof, you know, an industry professional, someone who's doing, you know, a clinician who wants take take someone, you know, like Simon McBride, for instance, who's a phenomenal player, and he does clinics all over the world, and then he's playing with Don Airy and stuff like that. You know, he might get to a situation where he's got to go and do a flag gig for a clinic. That's perfect for someone like him. It's got the flexibility there. He doesn't have to worry about the current drawer. He can just use it off a nine volt so it'll plug into his existing pedal board. Or if he needs to use it standalone, he's only going to take one plug with him and it'll work anywhere in Europe or anywhere in the US off a, off a power socket. Yeah. The, the power I, I, options, yeah, a moot point on it really for me because I think if you're having issues powering your board anyway, you're probably not taking it seriously enough to invest in the power of your 
Well, it's not so much that. There's not that many um, power bricks out there that are able to power something like a HX stump. Yeah, it's, I think you find odd because I think that it's going to force the likes of um, Voodoo Labs and um, TrueTone maybe to invest in something a bit higher output. I think Strymon are obviously going to get there because they've got the, the Ohio and the, yeah. the Zuma. So I think they're likely to kind of push into that market, and particularly with their you know, past of really high draw um, yeah. effects. I think they will probably venture into that world. But I do oh, think okay. the companies need to catch up with that because no one, no one seems to power at that level. Our co-host, um, our budget pedal chap, hasn't said very much today, unfortunately. Sorry, sorry, Dave, but um, you've got the HX stomp, haven't you? I do, yeah. What's the um, the power on it? It's proprietary, isn't it? It's, yeah, I'll, I'll just use the the uh, the power that came with it, uh, but I think it's uh, something like two or three uh, two or three thousand milliamps. Two or three amps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's something Ouch. it's something ridiculous like that. Yeah, so you're not you're not powering that from your chocks or, or you know or your voodoo labs or whatever. It's it's just not going to happen. I don't Whereas have a voodoo it's... labs. Huh? I, I don't have a voodoo labs. No, I'm the bu- bu- budget pedal the... chap, mate. Like the royal it's... you. <laughs> I've got very cheap stuff, uh, and yeah, none of that powers it. So... I've got very cheap stuff. He sits there with his uh, hijack stomp. <laughs> uh, like in comparison to like the full full um, full unit, then yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so um, I I, th- I think this is really really cool. I'd like to just move on in the last ten minutes over to um, just going on about these uh, boss loopers, the RC five and the RC five hundred, because Phil's had a little bit to do with them. You've played them, haven't you? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a little play with them. So. Um... I've had a go of the, the new RC5 and the 500. Um, yeah, and I had a look at the OC5 as well. That's, that's, quite, that's quite a cool little toy. Yeah. So I've played quite a lot of the new stuff. What um, what do you think of the RC500 where it's got the two the two different um, loops going at the same time and you can like phase them in and out of each other? I, I think that's for an individual who's far more... <laughs> capable than I. Um, it's it's for the limited time that I had a I had a t- chance to play with it. It was fantastic, and I was like, wow, this is really like if you if you're creative in that in, a, in that kind of space, you will you will definitely find something worthwhile to do with it. But mm. for for someone like me, I, I have very limited kind of need for a looper. So the one built into the core would do me on RC five, but that five hundred's got so much horsepower and it's something like 32 hours of recorded time and i can tell you exactly what it is i've got my notes in front of me still (laughs) you've got 13 hours recording capacity that's approximate the i think it's 1.2 or 1.5 hours per um loop per loop yeah Yeah. Uh, no one's going to use that amount you know who's going to do a loop for one and a half hours that's a (laughs) disney film (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they've both got 32 bit um what's really exciting for me is the uh drums on it because i've got the rc3 and it's a great unit but the drums on it are shocking but they're just not good so the drums on this you've got 57 different patterns there's two variations of each pattern from what i gather 
and there's seven kits that you can choose from and i'm guessing that that's on each pattern as well so you've got like i suppose you've got your jazz kit and your rock kit and all these sort of things yeah. on the 500 you've got 16 different kits so you've got more than double that I, I completely agree with you. When I was doing the news this week, I said exactly what you said. The 500 is for the people, you know, like the Ed Sheeran's, Kate Tunstall's that the, and beyond, and, you know, the guys who do the beatboxing and that sort of thing. This is going to be a game changer for them. For someone like me, I, you know, I just want to emulate a bass track and then just jam over it. <laughs> that's, that's what I do with Again, it's, it's that thing of, you know, the, the application of it. It's, are you... You know, the, the RC5 is obviously can be used by a professional. You know, a, anything can be used by a professional, but it's that thing of the DD, the, sorry, the RC500 is definitely aimed at like a, a professional who does looping professionally, an Ed Sheeran or a Katie Tunstall. Because if you imagine that they need that kind of consistency night after night, they can't build their loops there and then in a, you know, in a studio and make sure, you know, that. You know, then then you bring in laptops into the equation. You know, am I using yeah. a laptop to build this this track? And you know, it's not necessarily. You know, it, it, a lot of a lot of these guys do that, and I suppose this would take that um, take that out of the hands of like production and a laptop, and put that back in the hand of the artist and have it in front of them, and having that control and the ability to change things on the fly, fade loops in and out. Someone who does that professionally all day will be able to come up with something really interesting for that mm. yeah yeah for sure it, it's when i first saw it, I thought, oh this is really really cool and, uh, and then i kind of like thought hang on a minute <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not gonna be able to get the most out of this but um i do i i will have the rc5 coming and i'm really pleased about that there's something different in the from what i gather in the way that it's used um and the way that it works so with the rc3 when you record a loop and then you stop recording that loop it automatically goes on to you recording the next loop and time and time again i've kind of like started jamming over my loop that i've made only for what i've been jamming to start playing as well and i'm like oh yeah. i didn't turn it off and they've done it differently from what i gather on the rc5 now where um when you stop recording that loop it doesn't automatically go on to recording yeah, the you, next you need to select it yeah thank you <laughs> I'm so I mean, that's that on its own is a fantastic function. The thing that I found most most impressive and most exciting for me is the TRS MIDI jack. Yeah, exactly. It's the first compact it's, ever with yeah. with MIDI, and I, I, as soon as I saw that, I contacted Matt United and I said, "So when are we getting the SY one with MIDI then?" Because <laughs> that's what yeah, I, want. I mean. I mean, that'd be that'd be phenomenal. But I, I just think in terms of because you've obviously this this things like um, the old was it the OD two was the one that had the was it was the first kind of TRS driven dual drive uh, things like that two hundred that Boston. No, no, the, the I think it's the the OD. Is it the OD two? Vince will probably correct me if I'm wrong on this. So <laughs> the, but these ones the. Um... The 200 series, they've they've all got the TRS on, on the side. Yeah, there. they're all TRS. But there's an old stomp box that's got a TRS, just a standard TRS, you know, like a quarter really? inch. Yeah, there's an old one that you can swap, so you can have two, uh, you know, like two or three sounds on it. But I think this is really, um, I, I think this is really kind of opens the door because if you imagine something like 
you know, a DD8 level thing with that, that level of DSP where you could then have MIDI. So that, that opens the door for what's the DD9 going to look like? And what's the, what's the RV7 going to look like? You know, if you've got this option to have TRS MIDI, there could be so, so much flexibility within these units that it's, you know, turn them on and off via MIDI. That they could be so, so much, you know, capability. Yeah, you know what I want to see? I want to see a metal zone with it because the metal zone's really, 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 really versatile. So you can yeah. get a shit ton of of drive sounds out of that, and um, you, you know that will that will cover so so many sounds and just have MIDI on that. That's it. I mean, if you've got something like um, like uh, imagine a scale down two hundred series where maybe you lose some of the some of the switching options or presets or something like that, scale it down into a stomp box size unit with TRS MIDI. You know, the sound, you know, you can already get out the unit right there. You've got something that's so usable. You could, you'd have a compact board controlled by a tiny MIDI controller or the core. You know, you've got like, you've got a full rig that's MIDI controllable. So the RC5 really opens a lot of doors. I think that's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see how that how that shapes up in the future and where they go with that. Yeah, it's really uh, going into that Chase Bliss sort of realm, isn't it? But it could, you know, yeah. but it's affordable. Where, yeah, it's wherever boss would want to take it, and it's if it's a one-off, it's a one-off. But I think no, I think they'd probably be missing quite a, a sizable trick if they didn't capitalize on something that they now know they can do. But again, yeah. that's not for me to say as an artist. That's that's for a boss as a company to kind of make that decision and go, yeah, we could we could implement, you know, we could apply this in multiple so situations. I was told, by, sorry, I was told by someone that they've plugged the the MIDI into their ESA, and basically they've turned it into all the different buttons on the ESA controlling different features of the looper. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, do that. Yeah. So you know, you're getting the functionality of the DD, uh, sorry, the RC five hundred in the in the RC5, just because you've already got your your switcher, so yeah. you know you you're going through there and you're controlling it. So you've got your start, you've got your stop, you've got your record, you've got your undo, and all these sort of things. Uh, and that that's that's really cool. You can go, okay, I'm going into looper mode now, bang, and um, yeah, there you go. Or you can have it so that all, that's always what certain switches are doing on any patch, yeah. and that that's so so cool. Really, really cool. Very excited by that. I think there's, I think there's a lot to, you know, there's, def- there's definitely a lot that that can be done with that unit. I think that, obviously the 500's got got a lot of um, what's it called? It's got a lot more capability and more application for someone who's got that 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 side to them who want to exploit that. But if you've already got the hardware to kind of use the RC5 in that in that manner, then I think you've you've really kind of You've got a really flexible unit there. If your patch is set up so that all your buttons control um, control that, then PA flying, aren't you? The only thing you're missing then from the 500 series is the fact of running two separate um, two separate loops that you can control the volume of, because you've got the two faders on the 500, haven't you, for the two separate loops, um, and all the extra drum kits and the effects on the drum kits as well. So you've got reverb on the RV5. RC5, um, so you've got reverb for the drum kits on that, but on the RC500, you've got a, a like a 
I think it's about six or seven different effects that you can put on the drums, like scatter and vinyl flick, yeah. which just shows it isn't for guitarists. Guitarists aren't going to use that. Yeah. It's, it, you know, obviously with any of these any of these pedals that you have a broader application, so, you know, it might be a keyboard player, it might be a vocalist, or it might be, you know, anyone who kind of wants to, to experiment. I think that once you, if you've made that decision that you want to experiment with your sound, you know, doesn't matter if you're playing an oboe you know what i mean if you want to plug it in and play with pedals then you'll go ahead you know so that's that whole thing if you want to if you want to play away with a, an rc500 and an oboe plug it in and <laughs> it's all yours son you go you go for it you know what i mean see what you come up with i'm fairly certain that yeah and then share it up on pedal the time because we really want to hear it yeah, <laughs> that'd be I'll awesome i want an oboe solo oh man <laughs> Okay, budget pedal chap. Is there anything else you want us to cover today? Because um, we're up at the hour. Do you want us to go over anything we might have missed? No, I reckon that's a that's a show. That is. Okay. Should we do our patreons? We shall do. Are you gonna sure. Are you gonna do the uh, the scrolling uh, thing yeah. with Bob? See Which I really need to get into, like, so they're like going off like they do on Star Wars and Superman. Oh, like into the into Ether. the distance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Shall I start them? Yeah. Carry on. Let's see if we can keep right. up with it. You These the are our Patreon backers. Let's see. It's oh, there we go. We have got Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects, Andrew Bimson, Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects, Joseph Richardson of Abstracting Bands, Hugh Rection of My Pants. Uh, ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. Thank you, you people. You are awesome. You keep that light going. Uh, and yeah, for as little as $2 a month, you can be one of those people. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash fret talk. And Lee is now bringing in a graphic of the GT1000 <laughs> core. I'm assuming yeah, that you. I could have been handy earlier. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right, so uh, we'll do our usual plugs. But what we're going to do, uh, Phil, is there anything that you want to plug whilst we are whilst we are here? Uh, oh, I don't want to plug. Um, I'll, 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 before I do anything, I want to say thank you to Boss for being a, a fantastic company to to kind of work with. Um, I've done two videos for them now. I did the DD500 and... Sorry, I did the DD8 and I've done this. And I've also done a GT1000 video, which is, isn't out yet, but I'm fairly certain it'll go out at some point soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been, been a great company to work for. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really thankful that I've, I've kind of had a chance to, to do that. So if they are watching, thank you very much for putting up with my, you know, unintelligible northern dialect and love of the chord G. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. a great chord. It's, it's fantastic. It's it's, one it's of the ones I know. G is the, yeah. the, the best chord. It's, it's like a really good album. No, no, it's a really shit album name, but you should do it anyway. Uh, the love of the chord, <laughs> love of the chord of G. Yeah, we used to have a, a the guy I used to play for, Zanvolo, we used to have an, um, used to have a thing before gigs. It'd be like, play a strong G. You know, like we'd all just say, to We'll get to play a strong G. You know, at some point tonight, and it just like at some point, like you just get a nod off someone. You just got yeah. I've just dropped the drop the G. 
Yeah. <laughs> one of those things that's that play a strong G and it just stuck and it's quite funny like that. It's it's the little things that stick. But yeah, but kind of going back to that, yeah. Um thank you to Boss, they've been fantastic and it's been an absolute pleasure to work with them and for them for this. Um also in terms of plugging um Go, go, check out my, go check out my shit um, <laughs> I, 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 on Spotify I am Phil Dyer Guitar on everything um, my band Oceanus spelt Ocean is um, Spotify, YouTube all that, new tunes coming all the time, and check us out if you like yeah. guitars and shouty music yeah, yeah go, go watch the video that um, Phil did uh, it's, um, it's really really good so um, we'll, we'll post it up later we shared it actually we shared it on, in the group earlier in the week and we tagged you on it but um, yeah it's really really good and you get to hear Phil play he's a shit hot player so, <laughs> I wonder um... where you were going with that then. <laughs> <laughs> he is shit Oh. <laughs> you do not want to hear this his bags and sell them to get home <laughs> no, so, no, no, you got you got shops, man. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, right, yeah, our our stuff that we want to shill. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, youtubecom slash chat You find me. YouTube is the home of the No Talk or Tone series. Which last week I had one of my self builds. Um, it was Blues Breaker Mark One inspired, and it was amazing. And Lee, what have we had this week on the Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube channel? Uh, news and... Oh, we had the Strymon, didn't we? We had the Night uh, night Sky from our wonderful, wonderful hands of Mikey. Mikey, um, what's his surname? Go on. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I've already yeah. stated tonight I'm shit of surnames. Amiglietti. But... Huh? Amiglietti. Is that how you say it? I assume so. <laughs> it's how you spell. Because uh, <laughs> I've had to spell it a couple of times. Yeah, he's he's done a he's done a demo of like first impressions of the night sky, and um, behind the oh, scenes. You say it was first impressions. I don't think it really was. I think it was more like a tutorial because it, I I learned so much from watching him do that. It was really really good. Yeah, I think I think from from what I heard, there'll be. There'll be definitely some more coming from that. He seems like wicked excited about uh, um, about the night sky, so I'm I'm quite excited to hear what he's got coming next from that. Um, and it's a, it's, yeah, it's a pedal for creatives. That night sky, isn't it? It's very much like if you want to get lost in something and really like dig deep and create something interesting, then that's the that's the pedal for you. It's yeah. almost like that is your board, isn't it? It's yeah. like you don't really need much else. That that's going to be everything. On the news this week, we covered, obviously, the GT1000 core, which if you're still with us, you probably don't need to see that. Um, <laughs> we covered uh, the Victory rename and the latest two cabs from Two Notes, so the new Victory cabs. Uh, we covered the new... Yeah, they're good, isn't they? Um, I'm going to be on to the guys about uh, getting the Duchess one because I want to tally it up with my, um, my Duchess. Um, the uh, seven new JHS pedals, so the free series, <clears throat> BMW. Uh, we've got the Boss Loopers, and we had the EXH uh, mainframe. And what did we miss? We missed the bloody Chase Bliss Meris pedal. How the hell did I miss that? I really so, don't know. Tack it on to next week's. Yeah, gonna, gonna do that. 
So that, that's... We've done a load of stuff with Tonepedia as well, um, but um, there's some more jam pedals come out with Tonepedia. You can pretty much go and try most of the uh, jam range now, which is really, really cool. Do you like a good jam? Do you like a good jam. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's us for this week then, isn't it? Uh, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Lee Padabadabadu, say bye, Lee. Bye, Lee. I'm the other way. I'm the other side, mate. Uh, fr- fr- yeah, Every <laughs> Mirrored. Mirrored camera. And from our special guest, Phil Dyer. Hey. There we go. Uh, it, it will be a tatty boy. Good night for this week. ta ra a bit. Bye-bye, all. See you later. Thanks for having me, guys. Indeed. Been a lot. in the bar and he's uh, you know he's, he's been sat in, sat in the bar for a while now and he's like oh yeah I can I can make you play any musical instrument I can play any musical instruments you know better than anyone you've ever heard in your life and he's like oh really yeah so I was like oh yeah I bet you're at 100 pound that you can't play this guitar and gives him the guitar better than Hendrix he's like wow you're amazing you octopus so what happens if I give you this uh, give you this saxophone gives him the saxophone batters the saxophone he's better than John Coltrane he goes fucking hell Wow, man, I've really lost this bet. That'll come back the next day. He goes, I think I found an instrument that you can't play. He puts down a set of bagpipes, and the octopus just looks at the bagpipes. And he goes, well, aren't you going to play it? And he goes, play it. Well, fuck it when it gets his pyjamas off. <laughs> <laughs> hey.